What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the American Express 2021 from La Quinta, California, PGA West. This is the podcast breaking down all you need to know, key stats, course information, DFS picks, DFS theory, sports betting picks, all the good stuff. In fact, we have a special guest that joins us in the middle of the show tonight, Gino Benelli, caddy for Joel Damon, is in the airport on the way to the course, and he calls us live, joins us live. We have a good time with Gino, have some fun, uh, and it's just a good time. Gino is always a great guest, so we appreciate him hopping on. It's a funny show. We enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. As always, it's presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com slash TJ. That is our go-to, number one, where we go for all of our stats, our course history information, our recent form information, lineup optimizers, simulators, head-to-head matchup betting tool, everything you need. The best part is FantasyNational.com just signed a deal with the PGA Tour. All their data comes from the PGA Tour, CDW, and ShotLink for the last 10 years. They now have Corn Ferry Tour data if you want to bet on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's data that you can trust, and we've been working with Fantasy National for the last four years, and we trust them, and they love our listeners. So if you want to sign up for FantasyNational.com, head to FantasyNational.com slash TJ. And you get 20% off when you use promo code TOURJUNKIES. 20% off any membership, monthly, weekly, or annual uh, memberships. And if you try it for a week and you love it, and then you upgrade to the month, you still get to keep the 20% off. It's so awesome. Come join us, fantasynational.com slash TJ. But for now, let's get to the American Express podcast. What's going on, golf addicts? DB here with the Tour Junkies. Pat Perry with me. It is the American Express 2021 podcast from pat where are we from this week where are we we are in la quinta california la quinta very very nice did you want me to say la quinta i did that's where we first started almost well six years ago you know when pat said we're breaking down the la quinta course Mm -hmm. um nope it's la quinta we're in california it's going to be a lovely golf tournament we're pumped we're gonna have a great show for you tonight kevin Na. Takes down uh, last week's Sony Open at around 70 to 1. Kevin Knott comes out of nowhere, does his thing. He gets hot. That's what he does. You know, he, Kevin Knott just he gets hot and does stuff. He just wrecks stuff. We had none, none of Kevin Knott. I will say that. Now, Ben, uh, props to Chalk Bomb Ben, did have Kevin Knott in his video on YouTube that started last week. You're going to want to check that out again. It's about a six, seven minute video. It's super easy. He gave you three top 20 plays. One of them was Kevin Knott. The other was Charles Howell. Those both hit. And then he gave you two head-to-head matchups that he really liked. That one hit as well, so props to him. Props to Ben, too, for the chalk bomb. Abraham answer, missed the cut. So if you're not getting the chalk bomb in your email inbox every Wednesday, I don't know what you're doing there. Go to tourjunkies.com, bottom right hand of any page, to subscribe to the chalk bomb email. Um, i got to give a shout-out to our Listener League winner from last week. We do a private uh, Golby's Nut Hut member Listener League every single week on DraftKings. And Peter, I believe it's pronounced Janssen there, Pat. Peter Janssen. I, I don't know if wow, you know. How do you even know that? How, how did you I know don't that? know that, but Peter is from somewhere not, not here, not in the United States. I'm okay. pretty sure he's yeah. in the Netherlands somewhere um, in his, because his name, Peter, is P-E-T-U-R, and his last name is J-O-N-S-S-O-N. Anytime I see two S's, in a name, I usually go to the Netherlands there. Um, you go, and then you go, you change the J to a Y. Is that what you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty standard. A Y sound, I guess. So Peter is a Nut Hut member. He's a, is an annual Nut Hut member. We thank you for that, Peter. He won at 609 and a half DraftKings points. Props to him. You, Peter, will be in the finals in the summer for a chance to win a round trip experience to Augusta to play golf with me and Pat at Champions Retreat Golf Course. If you're not in yeah. on that, you need to get in on it now. Wait a second. Wait a second. Round trip. Yeah. yeah. Round trip. I mean, yeah, I we mean, pay for them to get here. Well, this guy, I, look, I love Peter, Peter, but uh, it's going to be way more expensive to get him here round trip than some yeah, of that, Yeah, actually, that is true. Peter, if, uh, if you win, I need you to know, uh, you, you might have to pony up a little something to get you here from the netherlands or wherever it is you're from um but maybe you know maybe he's maybe he moved here i don't know anyway it's gonna be a great show we're excited props to him uh, also my monkey knife fight prop hit again this is two weeks in a row two and oh and they're hitting easily if you guys are oh secret here by the way big time secret um 
when that article comes out on Wednesday, don't hesitate. Just tail it, bet it, because both weeks now, Monkey Knife Fight, the line has moved within two to three hours of, you know, of me posting the article. So basically, Pat, I'm now a line mover is what is what everybody needs to know. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's good stuff though. And you know what, on top of that, we've got some, uh, we've got some sharp listeners in, in some football too. So if you go into the nut hut, you get into the football chat, we've hit a few with the, yeah. uh, some of the football plays, but yeah, your golf ones have been on point. Um, I got to go back to Kevin Na real quick. Let's just not gloss over that victory. I mean, what an oh, yeah. amazing, what an amazing, yeah, share what you shared with me earlier today. So not so. All right. Here's one of the things we talk about on the show a, a good bit. John Tillery, coach for Ricky Fowler, Adam Long, who a lot of people might like in the field this week, and a few others. When we interviewed him, he talked about strokes gained home life. Okay. So Kevin Nod did an interview after uh, after the round. This wasn't the interview that they did right after he won on you know Golf Channel. This was actually with PGA Tour XM Radio or whatever. But he talked about. I mean, the one thing he mentioned with why he played so well was basically had nothing to do with anything with his, with his game, with his putting, which is, was tremendous. Nothing. He didn't change anything. It was all about his own life. He just talked about how happy he is right now, how content he is with his life. And he, lo- he's just, he's just loving life. And that's why he won. I mean, strokes gained home life strikes yeah. again. And he was walking in putts left and right. Yeah. I'm a fan of Kevin Knox. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Na play on the Ryder Cup team. I like, you know, I, I like Kevin. Can you imagine him on the Ryder Cup team walking in putts? I mean, he, people he has some, he's really swaggy. I hate his shirts with the little devil logo that he. I hate that logo, but he's pretty swaggy. I also, I, I was looking back at some older photos of Kevin Na and his lovely bride, and the photo of them on the green this past Sunday after he won. I'm pretty sure his wife got some some upgrades. I'm just saying, you might want to. Pretty sure not, maybe his last paycheck went to that. So that strokes mm-hmm. game home life, you know, plays in the, into that as well. So, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's happy about that also. You know, last week we had Marcus, uh, listener Marcus, call in and his internet was a total disaster and it really wrecked our entire show, but um, yeah. with some lag. But that's neither here nor there. You know, we're working through some details here. We're trying to get better. Uh, we've sent Marcus like a money order to try to pay for improved internet speed this month to see if we can get him back on. But, you know, he talked about how he hated stats. And, you know, I mean, Kevin Na comes out in the interview and basically he basically agrees with Marcus, which is kind of nuts. You know, crazy Marcus is crazy Marcus in the Nut Hut. That's his name. So maybe crazy Kevin, crazy Marcus are onto something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it's a good week. It was a really good week. I want to talk about this week because we got to change up. You know, oh, by the way, speaking of change up, Pat, you, my new background. You like my new background? Yeah, I think it looks good. It, it's, it's, uh, everybody in the chat on YouTube jet? is saying it's way more touty. Everybody's saying it's way more touty. Wow. Yeah. Well, the jet was, uh, you know, it was about time for some change from the jet. Maybe I'll get out of the wine cellar one of these days, but I, I like being in the cellar. Yeah. So. Yeah, I sold I sold the jet, um, made a made a small fortune on it, but um, yeah. See, Josh Kistler, th- that thing it's saying it's touty. It, it is a little touty. I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it. Maybe I'll maybe my picks will be better. Um, okay, let's get into the courses, Pat. We have one of these multi course sites, which I know you love. But we did get rid of, like we said at the top of the show, we got rid of La Quinta or La Quinta. Um, mm-hmm. That that course is gone. The easier course, the Birdie Fest golf course, is gone. Uh, we're here at PGA West in the desert of California. Pat, tell us what we need to know about the course and what stats, if any, you're even looking at this week. Yeah, so uh, we, like you said, we got two courses instead of three this week. We have 160 or 56 players in the field. T65 and ties will make the cut. Now, one another difference here, other than the courses, is they used to play for three days and then do a cut after the third day and play the final round with this being a pro-am and all that kind of stuff. Well, they took all of that out this year, so we're not going to have any of that. We're just going to be on the two courses this week, and that is the PGA West Stadium course and the Nicholas course. Now, the Stadium course, which is the main course, so they'll play each course on Thursday and Friday, and then when they make the cut, if they make the cut, hopefully all my players make the cut, uh, they'll be playing the stadium course on the weekend, which is the much tougher course. It is a Pete Dye design. It is a par 72 playing just over 7,100 yards. You got four par fives on this course. All of them are, you know, between 
you know, right around 550 yards, you know, nothing terribly long, but they can play pretty difficult. But I do think scoring on the par fives on both of these courses is going to be key this week. Um, you got Bermuda grass, tee to green. I'm going to talk about the Bermuda in a little bit. Uh, there's been a few changes from what we hear. As far as the Nicholas course, which is the easier of the two, it is also a par 72, also just over 7,100 yards, four par fives on this course. Definitely got to score on those. And, you know, I mean, I think pretty much any player can win this week. We've seen yeah. guys, you know, like a John Rahm, a stud win. And in the last two years, we've seen Adam Long and Andrew Landry. Adam Long was 601 when he won. Andrew Landry, I believe, was around like 200 to 1. So this is this might be another long shot week. We'll see. Long, I mean, long had missed his previous, I want to say, two or three cuts. Landry had missed his previous five cuts. Five. Yeah, five. So, I mean, I think that's uh, that's interesting. We have heard that they've made a few changes to the greens here. You know, large, you know, made a few of them a lot larger for some added pin positions. Also, we've heard they changed out the Bermuda grass and put in a little bit different version. They put in some Tiff Eagle in there. And uh, so I think it'll run. I think they'll roll a little more true to Bermuda this year than maybe they have in the past is, is the way I'm thinking right now. Now, this is, again, we look at a course like this with the Bermuda, and sometimes they overseed it and whatever. We could That could change throughout the week. But right now, that's what I'm seeing. As far as stats, definitely looking at approach. I mentioned par five scoring. I think opportunities gained is another stat, uh, one that's proprietary to Fantasy National that I love this week. Um, so there you go. That's uh, the quick yeah. uh, rundown. You know, when you look at the winners, I, I like to look at the scoring and all that kind of stuff. You look at the winners, 26 under, 26 under, 22 under, 20 under, 25 under, 22 under, 28 under over the last few years. I don't think we're going to see scores quite that good this year as La Quinta is not in the rotation. Obviously, it was the easier course, but I still think we could crack 20 under here. This is the strongest field uh, rated by the World Golf Ranking at this tournament since 2005. So you, strongest field, better players, obviously lower scores. Um, so I, I see maybe 20 getting there again. Um, the weather looks pretty nice, which we also had last year when Landry won at 26 under uh, the weather looks pretty okay. I think there might be a little rain coming uh, on the weekend, but, uh, we can obviously pay more attention to that. I like to look at guys who hold the course record, Abraham answer and Sam Burns hold the 18 hole course record at the stadium course with 63s, each of them. Um, Patrick Reed set the tournament record here back in 2014 when he shot 28 under. So just looking at that style of guy who, you know, you know, the names mentioned in the past winners, the course record holders, it definitely does. It definitely does fit just about anybody, really. Um, and, and what we've seen is three of the last 10 winners did not even play the week before. So three of the last 10 winners didn't play the week before, and three of the last 10 missed the cut the week before when they did play. So, and only two out of the last 10 winners finished top 30 or better in the previous start. So this is really a grab bag tournament. This is like, listen, you know, a guy could come in here in form with a great record. A guy could come in here and with absolute hot garbage form and no record at all and just be fantastic. So it's one of those grab bag events. I say in DFS, you leave money on the table, uh, leave some cash on the table in big tournaments. And don't be afraid to bet some long shots. That's what I got to say. Um, don't be afraid to bet the long shots at all. This is going to be a fun event. It's a really fun event. I'm looking forward to it. We have a few of our friends caddying in this event. Uh, Gino Benelli, Aaron Fleener, um, you know, who else? Brett Swedberg. We got all our, our caddy friends back. Love it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be really exciting. We may even have, uh, I don't know, is uh, producer Sam, are we ready? For our special guest, we, we, we're supposed to have a special guest tonight. Let's bring him in if we can. He is stranded in the airport. There he is. Gino Look at that. Benelli. Hey, buddy. Look at that beautiful man. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? I'm putting out uh, ear pod bud things for the first time. You're, oh, for the first time. Welcome to 2009, Gino. Yeah, hey. I know. I had to do a test call with my wife before I connected with you guys to make sure it worked okay. Fantastic, buddy. We appreciate the uh, commitment to excellence here on the Tour Junkies podcast. You look like you're at an airport bar 
throwing I back am. a few uh, IPAs or something, huh, in Idaho? Yeah, I, uh, I just made the transition from beer to a, uh, a cocktail of some sort. I'm not sure what it is, but it's quite good. Ooh, that fancy copper mug. Love it, yeah. G. Are you ready to get back sure. into action right here in 2021? I, I am. I don't know if I remember how to do my job, though. I'm, it's been a while. I'm a little nervous. What have you been doing during all the, uh, the time, the break? Um, man, I uh, remodeled a bathroom. Uh, I built my neighbor a uh, uh, chandelier is the wrong word, but a, a light fixture out of a wooden beam to go over her kitchen island. My wife was thrilled about that. It cost me like a hundred bucks and I didn't charge her. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> The blanket yeah, ladders? So, Did you have any blanket yeah, ladders was, going on? It was out? very much along the same lines of the blanket ladder, but I added some electricity kind of thing to, uh, I stepped up my game a little bit. So, um, I'm evolving. Wow. Electricity. Christmas trees, didn't you? Didn't you sell some Christmas trees? Mm. Yes, thank you for the reminder. Yeah, I sold 750 <laughs> Christmas trees as a volunteer <laughs> for my son's school. Um, F me running, man. You're like... That was good. I had four left over. I actually only sold... Uh, 746 and i hold the other four to the uh, uh tree recycling place compost place listen uh we only have gino for a few minutes so if anybody watching live has questions for gino go ahead and toss them in the chat we'll filter those uh and hit them up but gino we're we're excited to see you man we're excited to see you in action and uh like yeah. i mean so so this is late on monday night you're stuck in idaho trying to get over there to, to uh la quinta well, as pat I, used to call it La Quinta. No, I actually made it to Salt Lake. Uh, okay. I had uh, I was delayed out of my hometown for about three and a half hours, and then got here to Salt Lake, where I had a five-hour layover before heading uh, into Palm Springs this evening. Land about eleven p.m. So uh, I would have a cocktail or two before my Uber picks me up at the airport here in Palm Springs. How do you, Gino? How do you feel like your pacing is going right now during uh, during this layover? Do you feel like you're you're pacing yourself well, or, or are you ahead of yourself? Are you a little behind? I mean, how are you feeling? Yeah. Are you talking in the drinking department? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I uh, I'm on tour. <laughs> I'm, doing a, I'm doing a really good job. I'm these guys are good. Right yeah, these guys are good. Yeah, no, I've been uh, the other day like three or four days ago, I didn't have a drink all day long. And I told my wife when we crawled in bed, I was like, I didn't have a drink today. <laughs> I was like, it was weird. It might have been the only day in the last like six weeks. That makes me feel like I have a problem, but I do control my I'm responsible. Well, you are responsible. Hi, yeah. how, are you feeling, how are you feeling about the uh, the year? You know, you're kicking it off this week. You know, what are you, what are you thinking about uh, um, for you and Joel? Man, I feel really good about this year. I don't know about this week, truthfully, coming back, because I haven't seen Joel for so long. I don't really know what to expect. But uh, What will you guys do when you see each other? Are you going to, like, do you do you hug really hard, like bear hug? Do you put your do you match up your middle parts a little bit, or how does that work? <laughs> no, I think they'll probably be offset slightly. But uh, <laughs> there, there definitely will be an embrace. Okay. And uh, it'll probably linger a little longer than it should. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. yeah, and then we'll just catch up on everything that we've been doing uh, for the last X amount of weeks, which I think are, are things that we have been doing are very similar things. Hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> you think he's been selling? Oh, yeah, that. You, I, 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 yeah. Say, I don't think he's been selling 750 Christmas trees. No, he definitely what, um, And I don't think he built any uh, uh, light pictures for his neighbor either. <laughs> Now, uh, we have a listener in the chat, Josh Kistler, wants to know what Joel's been doing during the extended break. But obviously, all we do know is that he, he got beat by the foreplay guys. Um, Man, I'm so disappointed in that because I feel like he should have rolled them up. That's probably the worst round he's ever played at Mesa. Country Club. I don't think I've ever seen him shoot worse than like 65 there. Mm. But um, he has been playing golf a lot of it for fun more so than out there grinding with his coach and whatnot but yeah i mean that's my yeah. understanding he could he could show up and shock me he might uh, he might have dropped 20 pounds and gained 10 miles an hour in club that speed but <laughs> what um so what's you guys played there twice i think you played there in 2017 2018 didn't didn't do well i'm, I'm letting you know uh you, you guys <laughs> 
Did, didn't do great. You miscut both sides. I mean, do you remember anything about the golf courses or what do you, what's your day going to look like tomorrow? All that? Well, I heard the wind's supposed to blow like 50 miles an hour tomorrow. So Joel told me tomorrow could be a wash, but regardless, I'm going to get up and go take my COVID test in the morning, uh, head out there and try to do something productive, I suppose. Um, truth, I, I remember most of the holes, but I couldn't tell you which course is which. Yeah. If that makes any sense. They kind of yeah. blurred together and not play. La Quinta, I probably remember the most. And obviously, we're not playing that, so that doesn't do me any good. But so my uh, my first time, our rookie year caddy in here, we got out there on the in the second round. I don't know if it was a stadium course where it was, but first hole, you know, Joel doesn't really pack a yardage book, and I flip mine open, and the yardage this on the sprinkler head doesn't really match, but it's close. And I give Joel the number and he actually had a book out and he goes, I got something different. And maybe the only time he's ever picked the number. And I was like, I went off of this head and he was like, why does my head say something different? And I flipped my book to the, you know, the front cover. I had the wrong yardage book. I had it for the other <laughs> golf course. And that's might be the maddest I've ever seen. And so we were joking about that yesterday. I texted him. I said, this should be a good week if I could manage to bring the yard- correct yardage book. Well, only you got one last to keep up with, you know? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm going to keep both of them in my uh, in my caddy bib this week. And uh, I did make a mistake. I can make a quick change. Yeah. So, yeah. What uh, what's going on with your golf game, man? You you uh, you're quite the stick yourself. Boy, Are you? Uh, you know, I, I've seen Ted Scott. Like Ted Scott's chasing all this speed. He's going to be out there with the long drive guys before. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I actually was texting with him the other day because i went and uh, went up to the university of idaho and uh got on their indoor facility their track man and whatnot and i wanted to see how hard i could swing it like actually get after it and did some video work and stuff i'm, I'm too army like my body doesn't turn as much as it should i mean for just yeah. arms arm swinging i can move the club pretty well but uh so i started working on some things and oh boy gino benelli q school 2022 okay. What's your hot yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. army also. I'm pretty army also. Yeah. Yeah. You're also oh, very yeah, shouldery, there's... Pat. You're very shouldery as well. <laughs> I don't Shoulder have a lot of lower body rotation, which uh, yeah. isn't good. I don't feel like when you're trying to hit it far. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I hear that. But whatever. I'm, I'm a caddy. Who really cares, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you excited to see Fleener and Swedberg? What are, now, what are you guys going to do when you see each other? Because that could be different. That might be a centered up hug. Who are you staying with? Uh, I'm staying with uh, Stoner, Dave Stone, who caddies for Bo Hoke. Yeah, are you, um, so you're not so even staying actually, with Fleener or Swedberg? No, no, neither of them invited me. I think uh, Swedberg's actually staying with Ryan. And uh, I don't know who's Fleener staying with this week, but... Um, Stoner texted me. We uh, he got a hotel room, and I Venmoed him for my half. And then about a week ago, he refunded my amount and said I got I got us hooked up somewhere free. And he sent me a picture of it yesterday. We are staying in a mansion right on one of the golf courses, and it's just he and I. And Dang! It was three ninety nine, so that was nice. Dude, that's killer! Look at you, yeah. first first event back, just high on the hog. That, that could be a good sign for the year. That I mean, I look, I look for little things like that, and I think that could be a, a good know, one. Yeah, I, I hope so. I just uh, we got invited. We got invited to play the Madison Club uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday. And I texted Joel. I'm like, I know it's probably not going to work with our schedule, but uh, you do want to get out there. I got a hookup for us, and he goes, "Let's play there Saturday or Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You'll be so, free, huh? Yeah. Well, what this uh is, this is gonna be kind of a long stretch and you know we've got a, a new little baby at home. So I think uh, right. any weekend that we may or may not have off. I don't anticipate it. Joel pretty much makes every cut always, but uh I probably will be jaunting back to Lewiston, Idaho if I do get the opportunity. What what's the schedule for the next couple of weeks for y'all? We're going five straight starting five straight? Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, so out of those five, you know, obviously your man's could your man could come up and hit any of those. But what's your what's your five, favorite looking? Two, forward? four, and five are going to be dangerous. 
Dangerous uh, in a good way. Dangerous in a good way. One and yeah. three. I don't I don't think Scottsdale might be the worst golf course to play all year. I hate that place. Why? Uh, well, I don't it's just boring, truthfully. Like I mean, despite, despite the ten thousand rowdy fans on every hole. Not this um, year, but yeah. The golf yeah, it's true. The golf course itself is very forgettable. Every hole feels very similar. Like you gotta carry a bunker at two ninety, which we carry it like two eighty five. Like unless you found some speed in this offseason, and it's just uh, it it handcuffs the guys who were more average length. I feel like, and mm. uh, it's kind of a snooze fest as far as the golf course goes for me, anyway. And if you if you told me, you know, do you know what's full twelve out there? I'd have to go okay, turn on one. Let's see, one's this, and <laughs> no, it, uh, it's I don't know. Yeah. So that's uh, Joel was Joel's never been really thrilled about that place but he lives there so he can't not play i guess yeah um so we're gonna do it but uh this week i don't know what to expect maybe a question mark week three uh home event not a great golf course but uh so two four and five or what i've got my sight set on they're gonna be great weeks. there we go there we go um we have one more listener question we're going to take here in the in the chat. Now, I want to I want to add something to this. Spaz Spazbite Spazbit says, "Who are your favorite guys to play practice rounds with?" Now, obviously, we know Fleener and Poston, and then Swedberg and Ryan Moore. But outside of those guys, who do you like to to pair up? You know with? what? You were just giving me a hard time for this a little bit ago. But so I've got two that stand out. Mark Hubbard is one of my favorites. Yeah. that guy is hilarious and, uh, and now kyle guys, peters is on his back we love kyle yes that's right yeah, yeah. Great that's, guy. uh that's a new new hire little switcheroo there um so that i think that's going to be a really good fit um hubs is the man and uh adam long he and julian trudeau are two of my favorites uh love hanging out with those guys uh adam and adam and hubs both are hilarious individuals and they're really good and usually get a, a fun game going then Nice. Uh, always have a good time. Well, you have to. You need to help us get those boys on the show. Can you? Can I you will, that up? Uh, I, well, I uh, I have their phone numbers. I don't know if that goes much further than that as far as getting them on a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> okay. See what I can do. What um? Who did who did Corey Connors pick up? Do you know? I actually don't know. I've heard there's been a couple switcheroos that uh, I don't know who's there. So who are the other switcheroos you've seen? Um, I heard uh, Andrew Putnam had somebody else working for him this last week, and uh, his caddy Brandon Winton was one of my good friends too. And I don't know uh, what the deal is with him, and I didn't really want to text him and uh, whatnot. Cause I don't know, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So kind of excited to not excited, but interested. I guess is a better word to see what happened there. Yeah. Well, Gino, we appreciate it, man. Uh, you uh, keep knocking back that uh, that copper mug hitter you got right there, you handsome yeah, devil. Yeah, I think uh, this might be my uh, – this probably should be my last one. <laughs> no, big day, big day tomorrow. tomorrow. No, you're good. My you know? first day back to work tomorrow, so I better show up <laughs> hey. on time. Like first day of school, you know, you just get hammered right, right. before the first day of school. Hey, you yeah. know what? I actually am going to go get new shoes before the practice round, too, so – what what are you getting? What yeah, kind of I, mean, what I is, always go to the I always go to the New Balance store. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, they're pretty solid. A little spendy. A little spendy. Everybody knows how cheap I am. Maybe you should wait till week two for that. I know, but I don't really have any shoes. I couldn't find mine before I left the house today. <laughs> I mean, how long does a of a does a new pair of shoes last for you? Oh yeah. Um, probably longer than most. Uh, I'd like to get. Well, it depends on the the weather conditions. If it's, if I am responsible enough about not wearing them in the rain, hopefully a couple of years. Wow. Okay, uh, that's a long time. But yeah, that's I, I, tend to, uh, I tend to forget my Gore-Tex shoes sometimes, and then I wear them in the wet mud, and then they smell awful. But then I still try to stretch a few more weeks out of them, and then I throw them in the dumpster. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right, buddy. Hey, we appreciate you hopping on. You guys, are, man. you guys are the best. No, uh, enjoy it, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Gino. Good luck this week. Thank you, Gino. We hope you're not free on the weekend. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) See you, man.
Awesome stuff. Our boy Gino Benelli, looper for Mr. Joel Damon. Love uh, love talking to Gino. We appreciate him doing that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Love to bring that to you a little more often. Uh, right now, what I'm going to bring to you is some intel on getting your, your, your ass some wine because some of y'all need some wine. Some of y'all need to have some wine and, and drink some wine and sip some wine and maybe gu- you know guzzle some wine. Maybe you even need to gargle some wine. And our friends at Wine Access can hook you up with that. There's a whole world of wine to discover. You know what I mean? It can be difficult to get the perfect bottle, but Wine Access takes all the guesswork out of it. I just had one, Pat, called Eight Years in the Desert, which I found appropriate as we're in the desert this week. And it's a California red I really enjoyed. Paired it with a nice New York strip and uh, some Brussels sprouts that I made. I'm big I've Brussels had that guy. one. It's a good one. As a matter of very, fact, very on my first Fantasy Golf Somalia, uh, beer beer drink. I went I went deep into the, the tasting and the flavors of, uh, mm, of the Asian yeah. Nice. Uh, well, they make it. Wine access makes it easy for everyone. If you're a beginner, if you're a connoisseur, to learn about what you know the wines, what they're like, why you should like them, what's going on with them. They have a decorated team of experts with over uh, the taste over twenty thousand wines a year, and only about one out of eighteen wines make the cut. So they only select the finest, those that exceed expectations, and over deliver on the price. So even if you're looking for like a fifteen dollar bottle or a triple digit bottle, Wine Access can hook you. Up. Plus, if the wine fails to impress, Wine Access will credit that bottle, no questions asked. So, we want you to explore the world of wine with us. Pat is doing it on his Fantasy Golf Sommelier videos on YouTube. Join him. Uh, so, we, get, we worked out an exclusive offer for just our listeners 20% off your very first order. It's a really good deal on some incredible bottles of wine. So, whatever you get, 20% off, uh, you just go to slash tour. The discount is applied at checkout. That is 20% off wineaccess.com slash tour. We really appreciate those guys supporting us for the long, the long haul here on the Tour Junkies podcast. So if you like us, then help us out and help out some friends of ours like Wine Access. If you like us, if you like wine, or even if you don't like wine, but you know somebody that likes some wine, then uh, hook it up, Wine Access. Pat, let's get to some DFS plays, my friend. You ready for this? Oh, oh, my girl Nita's drinking some wine tonight. That's nice, Nita. The other night she was on that tequila in the nut hut, and it was getting a little, getting a little. She was getting, she was getting, it was getting kind of crazy. Nita was. She was giving out winners, you know, NBA DFS, all that stuff. Um, DFS trash talk. Check it out. That's her podcast. If you like a little NBA action, Pat, let's get to uh, the picks here. Nine K and above. We're going to talk three GPP plays and a fade in this range. Oh man. Listen, let let me tell you what I'm going to do. I don't really have a lot of stats tonight. I was inspired by crazy Marcus. Um, I was inspired by Kevin Na and Strohsky and home life, but you know, I was also mostly inspired by the fact that, you know, if, Gino, if he had to, Mike could win this golf tournament. You know what I mean? If they would let him play, he might win it. This is just, they're coming out of everywhere at this event. You know, you you talked about Adam Long at 600 to one, Andrew Landry at like 300 to one last year. So I'm, I'm just like, I'm going to look at a couple things. I'm going to look at form. I still like form, you know, even though I know there's some tendency of guys not doing, not doing great, uh, but still playing well here. But I looked at something on Fantasy National, which is where we get all of our stats, fantasynational.com slash TJ for 20% off any sub. Um, then that's subscription, not sub sandwich. They don't, they don't sell sub sandwiches on there. But anyway, um, I went and looked at strokes gain ball striking at the stadium course. With, and I wanted to see guys who had played at least three or four rounds over the last few years. So, I mean, you know, if you got guys making the cut, which is the goal, they're going to get three rounds on the stadium course. I'm kind of throwing out the Nick, you know, I don't really care to look at the Nicholas course, honestly. Um, I'm throwing that out. And then if you look really at just finished positions over the last few years, it's including La Quinta only two rounds at the stadium. It's different. It's a different event. So I looked at strokes gain ball striking that strokes gain off the tee strokes gain approach who checked the box there, regardless of how they finished the tournament. I don't care. Um, so I looked at that and I looked at recent form. And then I'm going with gut value. Ownership is a big deal. Like I said, I think you should leave some money on the table if you're playing in big GPPs because of the volatility of this tournament. Um, So there you go. Obviously, Bermuda specialists would be good as well. That Tiff Eagle Bermuda is more of your standard Bermuda. It's more grainy. That's That's what apparently they've switched to according to the information that Pat dropped earlier. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, What do you think about that, Pat? You like that? 
I, I don't mind. I actually have a few more gut plays than I might normally have. Also, um, I, I didn't. I didn't look at as as much as I like to look at course history. I, I kind of threw a little bit of that out yeah. this week too. So yeah, um, so we'll see. All right, I'm going to start off the uh, 9K and above range. John Rahm has withdrawn. I don't really know why. He cited a sore back. It could be whatever. I don't think it's a big deal, but he's not playing. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantlay, the next man up at 11-1. I am playing studs and duds this this uh, this week. Not to say I wouldn't have a balanced lineup if I was mass entering a GPP, but if I'm playing a single entry, three max entries, I like the studs and duds approach. I'm a, I'm more of a fan in the 7K, bottom 7K and 6K range than I was, for example, last week at the Sony where I didn't really like anybody down there except you talked me into Doug Gim, which is one of the worst decisions I ever made. Um, so this week, I'm playing studs and duds, and I'm going to start with Patrick Cantlay. Uh, very limited experience here at the stadium course, but it was pretty good you know, when he, when he played here, finished 13th at the tournament of champions. We saw him play well in the fall is uh, also, so I'm, I'm going with Patrick Cantlay and then I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. I'm, I'm going a set of Patrick's, you know, I got so many paths in my life. I just figured, you know, why the hell I might as well add another one. Former winner here, 72 hole course record holder here, obviously with La Quinta in play. We saw him finish 21st at the TOC. Not great. Um, but definitely checks a box here in terms of ball striking. And I think, I feel like, I feel like Reed's going to be a little, a little overlooked. Maybe not. We'll see what happens when ownership shakes out, but I like Reed. And then at the bottom, I'm going to go ahead and eat the chalk with Abraham answer. I do think he'll be chalky despite missing the cut last week. This is a place that I think suits up really well for him. He nearly won it last year. Should have won it last year, honestly, uh, but missed the cut at the Sony. Uh, T17 at the Tournament of Champions, T12 at Mayakoba before that. Obviously played well at the Masters. I think Answer arrives in good form, but I think this place just sets up really nicely for him. And the miscut means nothing to me last week. It really doesn't. So, And I do think he'll be a little a little chalky in that range, but um, I'm going to go with Answer. My fade is going to be Brooks Kepka. Brooks at 10.8. Don't love the price in terms of the value I'm going to get out of BK. First event back. Lord knows what he's been doing. You know, I mean, we talk about Joel Damon coming back after, you know, a long layoff. We don't, we all know what Brooks has probably been doing. And it probably hadn't involved a whole lot of golf. So I see this as kind of a shake in the rust off event for him. We haven't seen him since the OHL uh, where he missed the cut. So first time here as well, you know, I don't know, maybe lacks a little bit of familiarity or experience on the golf course. And, and I'm just going to fade him. I don't love the value. I'd rather have Cantlay. So that's the 9K range for me. All right, so we got some disagreement here, which is nice. I like that. Um, I'll start with where the agreement was, though, and that is Patrick Reed. He was one of my GPP plays as well, so we can both uh, cross that one off as agreed. Uh, Where we disagree, though, is on two guys, and that is Cantlay and Brooks Kepka. I actually have Brooks Kepka as one of my GPP plays. I like him this week. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we might get him at a little bit lower owned than we have seen him. He's certainly... Fits the stats category that I like. He's 20th in strokes gained approach. He's 11th in greens and regulation. He putts well on Bermuda. He's top 25 in the field there. Yes, I know he missed his last cut. That's fine. He was in pretty good form, actually, before that. So I like Kepka this week at 10-8. And I'm going to fade. Here, here, here we go. Hold on. With the Brooks Kepka thing, let's do this. How about in the YouTube comments, tell us where you think Brooks Kepka is going to finish. When T-17, miscut, uh, you know, T28. Tell us where you think he's going to finish. If you get it right, we'll send you a piece of swag. So comment on the YouTube channel. Um, and, if, and if a lot of people get it right, we'll pick one person. And so maybe we'll pick one person who's like also adds a funny comment. So do that. Uh, see, like what do you think about Brooks Kafka? Because obviously yeah. a lot of disagreement. I thought you were about to challenge me for a second there on some stats or something like that. And I was like, wait a second. You just said you weren't even looking at a bunch of stats. And don't, don't come <laughs> off at the top of the show challenging me on them. But I like Kepka this week. And, yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe for the reasons that you said, you know, his first event back, everybody always worries about Kepka and events that aren't majors. He gets a little bit lower ownership. And I don't like Cantlay this week, actually. I think he will be a fade for me. You know, he's 139th in the field in opportunities gained. I mentioned that as a stat. This is a scoring week. You know, he's 81st in approach, 68th in putting on Bermuda. I think we, I think he could be a, a pretty good fade, and I think the ownership's going to be high as well. So he will be my fade. My other GPP play outside of Reed and Kepka is going to be Scotty Scheffler at 9,500. Now, he is a guy that we've seen in good form, played extremely well here last year, uh, was third. Uh, you know, 
the, the guy is just an absolute stud, a ball striking machine, par five scoring, checks the box there, greens and regulation. I mean, now going back to the putting, he hasn't been too good on Bermuda, but I still like some some old Scheffler at 9,500. So there you go. Okay. Um, why don't you start us off in the 8K range? Two GPP plays and a fade. Hmm. Okay, uh, I'm actually starting at the bottom of this range. And I, I think, I'm not necessarily saying you could skip this entire range, but I'm not as big of a fan of this range as I am the 7K range there because there's a ton of guys there that I like. But if I'm starting with my first play that I absolutely love, and that is Sam Burns at 8,300. I think he is just, I mean, across the board, stat-wise, everything lines up for him to have a good week. He's, you know, you look at his his history here. He's played well. He was T six last year, T eighteen in this uh, his first start here, and the form has also been pretty good. Now it goes back to the Houston Open. He hasn't really played all that much since then, but it was T seven there. Played really well in the fall. I like Sam Burns at eighty three hundred, so he is my top GPP play. And also, I'm gonna go with Siwoo Kim at eighty two hundred. The guy loves yeah. him a Pete Dye course. We know that. Yeah. And he, but he just he scares the hell out of me. But well, that's still, what he's supposed to do. That's, that's what okay. he's gonna do. He's gonna do that to you when he when you want to play him. But you know, had a top twenty five last week at the Sony. Showed some, you know, he showed some pretty good form. You know, I, I watched a lot of that tournament. It's easy to watch a lot of this of these West Coast tournaments because especially you know oh, I love it because you get just you know it's so much later. Prime, it's just prime time golf for us East Coasters. Yeah. Um. So I thought Siwoo looked good. So I like him at 8,200. My fade is going to be Hadwin, who has just been an absolute ridiculous course horse here. I mean, yeah. Let me review this. It's just he it's shot nuts. the 59 at La Quinta, or almost shot the 59, yeah. or maybe did he? I mean, here's here's his last four times playing. He didn't play last year. T2, T3, second, T6. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. All right. But you talked about it's just a different tournament this year with the fact that you only have the two courses, you don't get La Quinta. And he just has, he has just not been very good at all. Uh, lately, when you look at the form, he's been pretty awful. And then from the stat standpoint, they're not any good as well. So I'm going to still fade Hadwin, despite the incredible course history here. So there you go. Um, okay. I, well, I, I like your Siwoo play, by the way. And also um, – his ball striking stats at the stadium course in four rounds, pretty good. 17th in this field strokes gain ball striking in the four rounds he's played at the stadium course. So good on you for the Siwoo Kim play. Uh, all right. So we talk about having ownership leverage in DFS tournaments and GPPs. You got to have guys who are lower owned. You can find diamonds in the rough. You know, you can find the guys in the cheap end that, you know, that, that end up really outperforming. You can fade a big name and get some leverage there. But another thing you can do is you can overpay for players. You can pay more than you think you should or more than you think the general public thinks you should be paying. And I think I'm going to go ahead and do that um, here in this 8K range with, with a, a tournament play, tournament play only here, for, uh, for Adam Long at $8,500, previous winner here. And he's he's done, you know, he's done okay. We saw him finish third at the OHL, 30th at the RSM, 11th at the Houston Open. Pretty strong fall for Adam Long, but I think a lot of people are going to look at his name and the $8,500 price tag and avoid him. I could be wrong. That's just what I'm guessing. When he's there around everyone's favorite Lonto Griffin, I think Sam Burns is going to be a, a popular play, Siwoo Kim. Um, so I just I just feel like he may go a little a little under the radar because of the price tag and people aren't going to want, he's not a sexy name to pay 8,500 for. So I do like the Adam long play there. And then I'm going to go with your boy last week, old cockbite Brian Harmon at 8,100 who didn't play great last year, last week, made the cut finished 56th. Um, but he 20, he's like top 20, top 22 in, uh, in strokes game ball striking at the stadium course here. He plays well here. This is an accuracy kind of course to me. This is a, you know, you don't have to be super long. You don't have to overpower this thing. I mean, Andrew Landry, obviously, you don't have to do that. Uh, Harmon is just, he's not that. He's a good wedge player. He's a hot putter. He's good on Bermuda. Um, he's an accurate driver of the golf ball. So I feel like this is a good spot for him. And I like his upside. I like the value at 8,100. The fade for me is going to be a guy who's opposite of that at 8,900, Cam Champ. You know, 
you're paying up for him at 8,900 on a course that you can't you can't leverage his his really really you know his his skill set, which is hitting the piss out of the ball a really long way and then wedging it to death. But everybody's going to be wedging it here. It's just it's kind of like Wiley last uh, last week. You know, you just it's kind of a wedge fest. The par fives aren't super you know super tough to get to and two for most of the field. He can do it. Um, you know, but it just takes the biggest weapon out of his hand, and that's the driver. And I don't love paying up for the $8,900 price tag on Cam Champ. He was, uh, he was 21st here last year when he played, but he gained two and a half strokes putting, which rarely happens for Cam Champ. Do- does not happen a lot for Cam Champ, gaining those strokes putting. Um, and he only gained about 2.3 off the tee, which is actually lower than usual for him at a lot of events. And that's because he loses the weapon of the driver. So um, I-, I think this is not the best place to pick Cam Champ. All right, deep breath. 7K range is full of names. Now, this is where if you're not a member of the Nut Hut, you need to be in the Nut Hut because I can see Wednesday night's chat, actually tomorrow's chat, Thursday morning's chat, waiting for lineup lock, is going to be full of decision-making between the 7K range and the 6K range because this, is, this thing is full of names. I mean, honestly, I could, I could feel somewhat comfortable having all 7K players in a lineup. That's how much I love this range. It's really hard for me to narrow them down. There's a lot more names in here that I like that I'm going to be able to name. We're only going to give you three tournament plays and a fade. But I really like this range. I think a lot, of, a lot of tournaments are going to be won and lost by what you do in the 7K range. So if you're not a member of the Nut Hut, go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Hut, and join our private member-only Discord chat for only $10 a month or $90 a year. It's that easy. It's, it's amazing. We get inside caddy info late usually on wednesdays or so we share that with the group and we just have a lot of sharp listeners a ton of sharp listeners okay if you need a quick little video on how the nut hut works head over to our youtube page i got about a four minute walkthrough on how to sign up for the nut hut and what it looks like plus we have like nfl dfs nba dfs then we have freaking hockey we have like uh, all kind of stuff in there i probably don't even know about that people are giving advice on people are winning money it's nuts ben gives stock advice in there it's just an all-around banger of a time in the nut hut so Goldie's nut hut really check it out yeah yeah apparently he does i miss that oh man all right what are we gonna do in the 7k range this is i love this range i love it i I feel like all right this This is i wrote down in my notes i when and i try to do this every week each range, I kind of give a little just something, and this this is just the money making range this week. Yeah, that's what I. All right, I'm gonna go with one. I'm gonna go with one play that I think is gonna be kind of chalky and maybe expected, and then I'm gonna go with two that I think are gonna really give you some leverage. It doesn't. They're guys I like, um, but uh, I may not like them like the most, but I like them enough to play them, and I think they are gonna give you some leverage. The first play for me, and this is the one that I think is kind of expected and maybe a little more chalky, is our boy Sepp Straka, who I was on last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, you know, for a long hitter, Sepp plays these shorter courses really, really, really well. And now you give him, now you give him a full plethora of par fives to attack, and I think it's going to be even better than the Sony finish. Uh, but he's been making cuts. He made cuts in the fall. He had a top five at the Houston back in the fall, T25 last week. But even here... He's played three rounds at the stadium course in his career. Um, and total in this field, he's fifth in strokes gained ball striking. So play sets up well for Straka. Love the value at 7,400. I, th- I think that's a player in this range that gives you real win equity. I said it last week on the show. I said it on Pat Mayo's show. I believe Seth Straka wins a PGA Tour event this year. This could be one of them. So I think that's kind of the chalkier play. If I'm gonna go a little less chalky, um, I'm thinking, and I, you know, could be wrong. I, I'm thinking Kevin Streelman could slip under the radar a little bit at 7,200. He's a pretty cheap play. Um, he's got eight rounds at the Stadium Course over the last few years. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's almost. That's probably more than anyone else in the field, uh, according to Fantasy National, over the last three years, I believe, uh, or maybe two years. He is third in strokes gain ball striking in that term. Now, Kevin Strillman is not known to be like a tremendous ball striker. So that tells me this is a place that he really enjoys. It suits him for whatever reason. Um, this is his first event we've seen since the OHL where he finished 32nd. But I really like the value with Strillman at 7,200. I think that's, uh, 
I think you can get some leverage there. And then I'm going to go back. Say, he is. He fell under. You, you mentioned he fell under your. Uh, he might fall under the radar. He fell under my radar. I didn't even look at him. So you know he's playing, huh? Um, I knew he was playing. I just for now, obviously, but I didn't even look at him. You know, you're going to get. Yeah, you're going to have some some super chalk in here. I think. I think. Um, you know, in danger of being chalky, you're going to have Aaron Wise, Chris Kirk after his amazing week last week, which I was really happy to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Doc Redman is going to be massive chalk. Um, Damon could be, uh, depending on how many people paid close attention to Gino's uh, interview there. <laughs> uh, Brendan Steele might could hop up and be some chalk. So I think there's going to be some names in here. I'm going to try to give you something different. Last week I was on this guy. He disappointed. He missed the cut, but he didn't miss it by much. And he's got a good record here, and he always plays well in the desert. Seventy-one hundred bucks, Scott Piercy. I'm giving you cheap place in the seven K range tonight. In the strokes gained, ball striking, he also has eight recorded rounds on the stadium course, where he is sixteenth in this field in strokes gained, ball striking at the stadium course. Um, you know, decent fall, decent finish to the fall swing, but just missed the cut at the Sony again. Maybe knocking the rust off, uh, but Piercy loves the desert, loves desert golf, plays well here. I think Pierce sees some value at 7,100 too. And I think, honestly, I think all three of these guys give you win equity. I think every single one of them give you win equity, uh, and, and they're all below 7,400 7, below. So that's that. My fade, and this was before talking to Gino, was going to be Joel. And I mentioned it in the Gino interview, miscut here in 2017 and 2018. Uh, he lost four shots in both of those rounds on strokes gain approach. The irons weren't there. Iron didn't, wasn't hitting it well into these greens. He's not great on Bermuda, and this is his first event off of a layoff, which we know you typically avoid. So there you go. That's my 7K range. Okay. Um, well, this will be good because I'm going to talk about some different guys here than you mentioned, even though I do, I do like some of the ones you said. Um, but I'll start near, near the top here, and this is a guy that I kind of came on to later in the week last week, and that is Emiliano Grillo. I cannot quit that dude. I just can't. I can't like him. him. And, um, you know, we've seen him in pretty good recent form, had that T8 back at, in, at the OHL. Finished top 50 last week, which was a little bit disappointing, but still, I, I just you, you look at the stats for him and everything else, it's just absolutely fantastic. I think this is another good course for him. I mean. Now, the putting is an issue for sure, but other than yeah, that, you've got his third in greens and regulation. He's top 10 in ball striking opportunities gained and strokes gained approach. I like my boy Grio this week at 7,800. And then I'll drop down to, um, let's see, we'll go to uh, Mr. Cameron Tringali at 7,400. Another guy. Davis. Oh, I was getting goosebumps. I was getting the chicken skin. Yeah, I try not to mention him because I figured you, I always figure you might, and I don't want to just like double up tall, tall drink of sexy Aussie water. All right, go ahead. Love that guy. But anyway, I like some Tringali. We've seen him in good recent form. He's 15th in the field in approach, top 15 in par five scoring. You know, putts pretty well on Bermuda. Uh, So I think Tringali could be an interesting play there at 7,400. Also, now this is kind of a gut call. So we talk about making a few gut calls this week, and that is Wyndham Clark at 7,100. I like him this week. He played extremely well in the fall. He was top 10 or top 20 here a couple of years ago. Checks the box in par five scoring. He is a good putter on Bermuda. I think he can take a flyer on him. NGPPs is going to be super low owned. I like some. Uh, I hate that part. My fade is going to be a guy that I. This was a guy that I think I started this week last year with him. And you may know where I'm going. I loved him all year. I can't get past Alex, Alex Noren. Oh, oh, God. Fading Alex Noren this week. Oh, you're fading like him. Okay, good. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Endorse. Okay. Yeah. Well, you started that section and ended it well. The the Wyndham Clark and Tringali, you kind of lost me. Um, Why do you hate Wyndham Clark so bad? I mean, he's a he's just a he's a bomber. I mean, you just t- you take the weapon out of his hand a little bit. He's so volatile. He's like a he's like a really broke ass man's camera champ. Except, well, actually, no, he's a better putter. He's a really good putter. Clark's a really good putter, but I mean, he can't keep it in the yard. Um. Okay. I mean, you know, he may not have to hit driver a lot on this course. You know, he can can rein it in. Anyway, I like him. We'll see. Maybe we can make a bet there. I don't know. 
You got to come up with it. We got to act fast. Let's do 6K range. I'm just going to give you three names. Uh, there's a few in here I like, but again, that's Nut Hut info. We don't have time to go through all of them. I'm going to give you three in here that I like. At 6,900, I like Martin Laird. I've been on him. I've been on him. He just won. He, uh, you know, he's playing good right now. Finished 17th at the Tournament of Champions, which is like middle of the pack. But he got to play. Got to play in Hawaii. Shook, you know, shook the rust off. Um, not a bad record here, you know. Not not terrible when you look at the stats at the stadium course. It's not bad. Um, pretty good off the tee here. Irons have lacked a little bit, but he's he's doing okay at the stadium course. I like Martin Laird. I think there's good value there uh, for him. Gino mentioned this guy, Mark Hubbard. He's got five recorded rounds at the stadium course. He's probably top top third in this field in ball striking at the stadium course over those five rounds, which is a pretty good. I mean, for for a uh, number of rounds at the stadium course over the last couple of years, that's actually on the top end. So he's familiar with the stadium course and does well. Finished thirty second at the Sony. Uh, this feels like a good event for if Adam Long and Andrew Landry can win this event. A guy like Mark Hubbard, who found himself down the stretch at a couple tournaments last year, close with a chance to win. I think he could top five, top ten here, and, and you know, and and kind of give you a really nice finish for a sixty seven hundred dollar guy. But my favorite guy in this range is our boy, he's been on the podcast a couple times, or no, he's been on the podcast once. Scott Stallings at 6,600 is a really good number to me. I like to him also. He likes this golf course. He likes this golf course. Um, Six rounds over the last couple years at the stadium course, ranks 14th in ball striking in this field over that time. Um, You know, not, not great finishes to speak of, but he likes this course, and this play sets up really well for him. And Scott is really focused coming into this year and dedicated to playing well um, and like having the best year that he's ever had out here on tour. I think he's super committed and ready to go. I know all these guys are, but I I think the $6,600 tag for him, I think he got some nice upside with Scott. Uh, So I'm going to go with that guy. There's a few other names in here. I like, but I can't name them all. You'll have to catch the nut hut and yeah. So let's go. All right. Well, uh, I like the Scott Stallings play. I think that one's good. Um, so I, I, I think that is a uh, one that I like. Also, going back to the well, a guy I liked last week, and he finished top 20. Now, he is $300 more than he was last week at 6700 That is Kramer Hickok playing him again. I'm riding the Hickok train. I love him this mm. week. I, I don't, you know, I don't mind the little price increase at all. So I will play him. Also, like Nate Lashley at sixty four hundred, he is another good. He's in good form. He's you know finished top he? forty. Yeah, well, he's finished top forty in three of his last four events. You know, also finished fourth at Corrales back in the fall. So <laughs> you know, it's not bad for a guy at sixty four hundred, and he puts extremely well on Bermuda grass, and he's got decent course history here as well. So I will uh, play a little Nate Lashley. He could be one of my long shot bets, by the way. Also. Mm, okay um we'll get into the bets i will say if i was gonna you know we, we don't do the, the the cash picks like we used to but if i was gonna start a cash lineup i like reed ch3 and sep straka i've been trying to give the people the kind of that those cash locks there reed ch3 and straka um all right pat let's talk some sports betting picks we got outrights i got a few top 20s um it's really tempting to take the mid-range and the and the bombs here but who you taking if you you know you got a hundred bucks you can make one bet you have to make one bet to win the golf tournament and if you lose it you lose a hundred dollars and somebody gets to hit you in the ankle with a putter blade who's your one pick Mm, why do i always gotta go first for this i'll go first mine is patrick cantlay um I'll go Cantley at sixteen He's the favorite, but I, I really, really like Cantley this week. Um, it was either him or Reed. It was one of the Patricks, so I'd, I'd go with Cantley. I will go with the favorite. Okay, now, the favorite. Um, hmm. You know, for me, I think I'm. I think I'm going to go Patrick Reed. I like it. Okay, I'm a huge fan of Patrick Reed. Uh, let's let's have another little prop conversation here most overpriced play that you see so like you know like uh you know epipens are real overpriced you ever try to buy epipen i'm like damn dude i might die if i can't get this epipen you're gonna charge me a million dollars for it epipens are really expensive so like the epipen player of the week for me is going to be uh mr matt wolf uh 20 to 1 
I, you know, I, I like Matt Wolf. You know, I, I do. I think he's a very talented player, but he's still pretty volatile at, at times. Um, he sucks on Bermuda, but we last saw him missing the cut at the Masters. First time out, I get it. You know, 50th at the Zozo in a limited field event, 73rd at the CJ Cup in another limited field event, which is basically he's almost pretty much dead last. Um, you know, runner up at the Shriners, runner up at the U.S. Open. He plays well there, but he's just kind of volatile to me. And in two rounds at the stadium course, it's not great. It's actually really, really bad. Um, even, yeah, it, it, approach play bad. You know, he's kind of a camp champ type where you take the driver out of the hand. I think 20 to 1 is too much for an outright on Matt Wolf. Yeah, I'd go uh, Ricky Fowler. What's Ricky he at? Fowler, he's at, I'm looking at 40 to 1. He might be shorter on some other books, but uh, oh, he gets way too much credit for for whatever. He hasn't been playing good at all. Like, you could easily, like, yeah, but from a win equity value standpoint, like you know that if Ricky gets close, he could, you know, he can close the door. It's not a major, so he can close the door if he gets close. That's just a big question. I don't know. So it's not terrible from a 40 to 1, like 40 to 1. That's not bad. But I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, who, who are your favorite? Start us off. Who are some numbers you're looking at? I mean, I don't have as many short numbers because I like the bombs here. So we may just be bombs away tonight. Well, I got a couple guys, and I, you know, I mentioned Brooks Kepka being one of my favorite GPP plays this week in DFS, and I like the bet on him here. Bet Rivers has him actually at twenty to one, where I've seen him a little bit shorter on some other uh, books. So I, I like that number at twenty to one. Also, at that same number uh, is Sung J M, who we never even talked about. We didn't even talk about Sung J M. I talked about him enough last week. I don't know. I, and, and by the way, I, my tripper thing. Was absolutely correct. That's what happened. He was at the strip club and he sucked. Yeah. So you yeah. guys are all welcome for so that. Now it's popping up here on the screen. So 21 to 1 on points bet, which is a weird number. Anyway, so I will take that. And then also uh, one of my DFS plays, or two of them that I love, were Sam Burns. He's at 50 to 1. I like him. Or sorry, he's at 66 to 1, according to Bet Rivers. Uh, and I also like Emiliano <laughs> Grio. What is he going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Producer Sam is finding you the best lines possible. He's finding um, me the best lines, or maybe I. Um, but he says you don't have Gorilla. So whatever you say, he's at. He's 60 to 1 on points bet. Uh, so that is the mid range for me. I'll let you go, and then I'll go with my longer odds, guys. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to give the people a ton of value tonight. All right. I'm going to start it off with Adam Long, who I talked about in the DFS portion. Previous winner here, very confident, had a great fall. 75 to 1 is uh, a solid number for Adam Long. I really, that's a ton of value. I see that being bet down a little bit, actually. Um, I'd bet him, I would actually bet him as short as 60, honestly. I think I would bet him 60 to 1 here. He loves this event. So I like him. I, I, I'm not going to go another podcast without mentioning Cam Davis. 90 to 1, Cam Davis, uh, the long hitting Australian. Now he gets four par fives to deal with on each course. I love that for the Aussie Cam Davis. Um, eight, sorry, now he's down to 80 to 1. See, damn it. I would still bet that. Um, Kevin Strillman, who I mentioned in the DFS section, love Strillman here. Actually, tremendous ball striking at the Nicola, uh, I'm sorry, at the stadium course in the last few years. He is at 90 to 1 on points bet. Love that number. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going, Pat. I'm just gonna rattle off my bombs here. Sep Straka. I mean, I talked about him ad nauseum. The guy's gonna win. I wanna be on it when he wins. The number is way too big. I think he's hundred to one on points bet. Um, love Sep Straka. He's also three and a half to one as a top 20. So I think that's where I'm gonna start looking at, you know, at my top 20 bets. So uh, Sepp Straka there, and then I'm going to go to Mark Hubbard, who's also he's 110 to one on points bet. He's four to one as a top 20, also. And then I'm going to go. Let me give you two more. Scott Piercy, 125 to one at points bet. I've seen him as short as 90 to one on other books. He's 125 on points bet right now, and he's four and a half to one as a top 20. And finally, my big bomb that I talked about in the DFS portion. Our boy Scott Stallings at 250 to 1 is massive on points bet, and he's 7 to 1 as a top 20. And Scott loves this golf course, highly motivated, good ball striker, doesn't get in a ton of trouble, just needs some putts to drop. 
250 to one is a nice big bomb for old Scott Stallings, the most fit man on the PGA tour. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. See if I can get uh, the bets right with what's going to come up on the captions there. Uh, you know, I'm getting used to producer Sam and uh, the, the, the new technology here. So um, we'll, <laughs> we'll get going here. I like Cam Davis. Did you mention him? I, I did. Yes. At 90 to one. Yeah. All right. So I like that. I like Charlie Hoffman. He's at 80 to one. Uh, I like him as well. Uh, the guy's been, um, you know, I haven't been too, too bad lately. I think he's good last week. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is a good course for him. He has a pretty great stadium course, by the way. I looked at that. I looked at him really bad at the stadium course. I didn't say he's played. I know. I'm just telling you. I'm trying to help. I'm a friend helping a friend here. I'm just telling you. He's not, ball striking has not been good at the stadium course. You said you weren't going to take all that into account. This is a whole. I said I was looking at ball striking on the stadium course. That's it. All right. Anyway, I do like him as a bet this week. Another guy I like as a bet, and only because he's going to end up being like first round leader or something, or he's going to do something good, and I never play him, so I might as well bet on him. And that's Kyle Stanley at 150 to one. Just gonna, I'm just going to throw a bet because. And then I'm also going to play Nate Lashley at 300 to one as well. Man, I hate your your some of your bombs and i hate your some of your seven low 7k and 6k range like we could just debate 10 players on tj after dark here what do you hate about kyle stanley and nate lashley it's winning. i hate i hate winning equity there i don't know i mean how many times has scott stallings won i don't think he's ever won no he's won i think he's won once has i still like that better than that yeah, yeah, yeah one one in the last couple of years <laughs> So you can't oh. say he doesn't have any win equity when he's won and you're playing a 300 to one bet. Okay. 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 All right. Well, then let's go take it to, uh, let's go take it to TJ after dark and get pissed off at each other. So thanks for joining everybody. Thank you so much. Sorry. Actually, I think three wins producer Sam, three wins for Stallings. So take yeah, that like 15 years ago. Take that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Thank you, producer Sam, for that fact checking. I think that was yeah. pre that was pre him getting into shape. Actually, he needs to get in like maybe worse shape, and then he'll be better. Anyway, all right. Yeah. We'll, I hear a gut really helps flatten out the swing. You know, now he's got the six pack. He's a little steeper. Um. By the way, fun fact at the end of the show, I finally took a putting lesson. For those of you who remembered my, which none of you probably did, but my 2020 New Year's resolution to take a putting lesson, I never did that, but I did that just yesterday, and it was fantastic. Great results already. So um, I did that. Uh, Pat, any other news for you? What's anything else in your life people need to know about? No, uh, I don't believe. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things they probably they don't need to know about, but not anything they do need yep. to know about. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll be in the Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night. That was a lot of fun last week. Uh, don't forget, Chalk Bomb email hits your, your inbox on Wednesday. Pat's Fantasy Golf Sommelier video drops on Tuesday night or Wednesday. Ben's uh, head-to-head matchups, top 20 bet uh, betting video on YouTube drops Tuesday night or Wednesday as well. My betting card, the monkey knife fight prop. Do not forget to get that monkey knife fight prop ASAP before the line moves, okay? ASAP, all right? Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being a part of it on YouTube if you're watching live. Don't forget to comment where you think Brooks Kepka is going to finish. You know, tell us, tell us what's going to happen. T5, win, miscut. T17, you tell us, and uh, somebody's going to get some free swag. Pat, enjoy it. We'll be back next week for Farmers. Is it the Farmers next week? I think it's the Farmers. All right. Check out tourjunkies.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Have a great week. May your screens be green. See you. Oh!